Blog Talk Radio. Let's talk about the real world. This is the Chaos Talk Show with your host, the one and only Derek Bolivar. All right, all right. This is Watchman on the Wall. This is Elder G. Bazaar up in Warren, Ohio. And I'm reaching on down there in Atlanta, Georgia, and whoever is listening to the radio, this is Watchman on the Wall. End time, end time, Global Link Ministry. I'm greeting to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the one that was, the one that is, and the one to come, the Almighty, the Everlasting Father, the Son of the Living God, letting you know that Jesus Christ is coming back. He's coming back, not, not in your backyard. He's not coming in north. He ain't coming in, in nothing behind. He's coming face to face, and he's going to face, amen, the, the creation, the humanity. Uh, uh, going to have to face him face to face. And I'm letting you know, get yourself ready. Amen. Get yourself ready. When I say get yourself ready, I'm saying go to the cross. Go to the cross, my friends. Go to Calvary. That's where you can receive salvation through the love of God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, that means anybody, anywhere, whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Except you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, guess what? You're going to die one day. You're going to die one day. Guess what? If you leave this world, if you leave this society, if you leave this present evil world and die without Jesus Christ, your soul will be lifted up in hell. You'll go to hell because, number one, you didn't get your sins forgiven. You didn't get your sins washed away. And Jesus Christ is the only one. I'm telling you the truth. He's the only one that can set you free. He is the only one that can set you free. We are definitely living in the last days, and we know what the Bible says, what would happen in the last days. We got all kinds of scriptures. We got all kinds of, 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 of information from the word of God that tells us exactly what would be happening at the end of time. Not the end of the world, but the end of the church age, just before Jesus Christ comes and removes the body of Christ. Just before he comes to remove the body of Christ, the church will have a great falling away. The church will fall away from what? The cross. The cross. The cross. Not the double cross, not the blue cross, not the red cross, but the cross of Christ. Jesus, God's son, God almighty in the flesh, became man, a human being, flesh and blood, veins, capillary. He had a heart. He had eyes. He had, he had legs. He had feet. He had everything. He was a man. He was God man. He was God in man. He became man so that he could suffer for mankind because God had never felt what it was to be like a human. He never felt that. He never experienced that. No, no. No, he never experienced. He only experienced when he was born of a woman and wrapped himself in human flesh and was born as a baby, raised in Nazareth. Who baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan River and went up into the uh, uh, Mount of Temptation and was tempted of the devil 
for 40 days and 40 nights. And then when he came down, he went to a wedding. When he went to a wedding, he turned water to wine. That was his first miracle that he'd done when he got here. But that ain't all that he'd done. He'd done so much, there's not enough books in the world to contain what he'd done in the 33 years that he was here. And guess what? He come to do one thing. Jesus Christ came to do one thing. Somebody, somebody had to die for the sins of man. Somebody had to suffer for man's man's sin. Somebody had to be crucified for man's sin that man could be saved. Well, an ordinary man. It was God, man. It was God in man. God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Ghost. All three are one, co-equal. Self-existent, omnipotent, omnipresent, immutable, infinite God. He was a God of gods and the Lord of lords. There was nobody before him. There won't be nobody after him. He's self-existent. Your mind, your mind, your mind is too puny to comprehend God's eternity because God had no beginning and he had no end. This is the other bizarre letting you know that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Amen. I know, I know, I know. Some people say, well, going to church is save you. No, going to church will not save you. Some people say, well, I know if I don't do this and I don't do that, that'll save you. That won't save you. Some people say, well, if I shake the preacher's hand, that'll save you. Some people say, well, if I can get to heaven off my mom and my daddy and my sister, I can get to heaven. No, you ain't going that way. Some people say, well, if I freeze myself, Amen. And, 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 and when the end of time comes, thaw myself out and I'll be all right. No, there is no other name. There is no other name given under heaven whereby a man can be saved in the name of Jesus Christ. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you need to know him because there's no religion on this planet. I'm telling you the truth. There's no religion on this planet that has the power enough to save you. I don't care what it is. Let's do what I got to say for you. Jesus Christ. Is Lord to the glory of God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I'm going to talk about some religions that you might be familiar with. Amen. I'm going to let you know that these religions and these occults that's in the world today is not going to get you to heaven. No way. No way. It's going to take the blood of Jesus Christ, God's only begotten son, for him to come into your life by you repenting of your sin. You got to repent. You got to turn from your wickedness. You got to turn from your unbelief. You got to turn from your lying, your cheating, your backbiting, your whoremongering, your drinking, your gambling. You got to turn and hate that. And a lot of people don't hate sin. They don't hate sin. People love sin. You know why they love sin? Because they were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. Didn't my mother conceive me? You can't come out of sin by yourself. The only one that can bring you out of sin, the only one that can set you free, the only one that can redeem your soul is who? Jesus. Jesus, the Son of God, the only one. He only got one son. He ain't got two sons. He got one son, God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ told the Pharisees and the Sadducees, uh, uh, look, you seen me? You seen me, you seen the Father. The Father in me, and I'm in the Father. And the works that I do is not I that does, but the Father that's in me. It's Jesus and Jesus alone. For he is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, self-existent. Listen to me when I'm going to talk to you about we're going to go to Peter. We're going to go to Second Peter. Amen. 
and we're going to let you know what it is uh, for us to recognize we're living in the last days. Man, the world is in bad shape, bad shape. It is in a shape of almost self-destruction, self-destruction. Men today are getting ready for missiles and rockets and IBM machines and tanks and planes. Men are getting ready for war. They're getting ready for war because, number one, the Bible says in the last days there should be wars and wars and rumors of war. Don't you know over the whole earth today there's over 40 wars going on? Over 40-plus wars are going on over the whole world. Men are fighting and killing and murdering and doing every low-down thing you want to. And the world is saying, well, how much can I take? How much can I take? People are losing their minds. People are jumping off a building. People are overdosing. People are doing all kinds of sex acts, trying to find some way to satisfy their pleasure. But they won't find it because there's no pleasure in sin. There's no pleasure in sin. The only pleasure you can get is a pleasure to serve the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And the world says, I ain't got time for no Jesus. I ain't got time to get my soul right. I ain't got time for that foolishness. I ain't got time to be going to the church praying to somebody I can't see. Well, what you talking about? I'm talking about a lot of people say, well, since I can't see God, uh, I, 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 I don't believe it. But let me tell you, you don't, you don't see air, do you? You don't see air, do you? You breathe it. You breathe it every day. You don't see air, but you see the trees moving. And that's what, what, what is air? What is wind? Wind is air moving at a rapid pace. Oh, you see tornadoes and hurricanes? Good God Almighty. And you know, a lot of people say, well, that's the weather today. No, God controls the weather. God is in control of all things. Amen. Well, if God's in control of all things, why can't he control the devil? No, God ain't trying to control the devil. What God wants to do, he wants to control you. He wants you to come to him. He wants you to be saved. He wants you to be able to escape the damnations of hell. He wants you to be washed in his blood. He wants you to praise his name. He wants you to glorify his goodness. He wants you to do that. The devil can't do nothing. The devil can't praise the Lord because he's done. He's done. He's done forever. He's going his way to hell on the fastest train he can catch. Why? Because hell was made for the devil and his angels. Why? was hell made for the devil and his angels. Hell was made for the devil and his angels because at one time before Lucifer became the devil, his name was Lucifer, the son of the morning, the son of the dawn, the son of the star. He was a bright star. He was a gorgeous angel. And by his beauty, by his extravagant beauty, he thought he could overrule God Almighty and dethrone him from the glories of the portals of heaven. He thought he could take what all the hosts of the heavenly angels. Don't you know the devil tried to get all the angels? He only got one-third, and I don't know how many angels that was, but I imagine that was a great host. That was a great host. That was maybe, I don't know, three billion. It might have been three billion angels. It might have been 
7 billion. I don't know, but let me tell you, we see the condition of the earth today. We see how people are doing all kind of wickedness and debauchery of sin. We see how people are killing and raping, and we see how people are using children and offer sacrifice babies to, to Moloch. We see the devil working 24-7, seven days a week, 50 times, 52 weeks in the year, 365 days. He's around the world doing all kinds of wickedness, and God is saying his time is almost up. It's running out. It's running out, saints. And it's time for the church to wake up. Quit slumbering and slobbering all over yourself. Just going to church and singing in the choir is not going to get you to heaven. Just because you shake the preacher's hand is not going to get you to heaven. Just because your mom and daddy uh, uh, go to church, don't you think you're going to go to go to heaven off of their religion or whatever whatever they have. I'm talking about because Christ is not a religion. Christ is not no but salvation. Hey, salvation is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And when you come to know Jesus Christ, you automatically are introduced to God Almighty because God is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. His truth, his truth is forever. His truth is everlasting. His truth is right. Anything that's outside of the Bible is not of God, and anything that's inside the Bible is of God because God is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his work. And now I'd like to know if you ain't holy, if you ain't righteous, if you haven't been born again, if you haven't turned from sin, and ask the Lord to come on to your life. God don't hate nobody. God loves everybody. God loves you so much that he was willing enough to give up his son. Woo! His only son. He ain't got no more sons. There's no more sons of God but the son of God. And Jesus Christ was God in the flesh. He became man. And by him became man, he walked like a man, talked like a man, ate like a man, cried like a man. He was he was a man acquainted with grief, a man of sorrow. And by his stripes, we were healed. By his love, he was willing enough to come down here and give up his life and die for the sins of the world. What is the sins of the world? Sins of the world is every low-down, dirty, rotten, conniving thing that the devil can put out. And when he put it out, the devil said, I'm going to wreck the whole planet. No, he ain't going to wreck the whole planet. The only thing he's going to wreck is he's wrecking people's lives. He's tearing people's lives up. He's slaughtering people on the streets. He's slaughtering people uh, uh, on the battlefield. He's slaughtering people in the families. The families are slaughtering each other. The the mother is against the father. The father is against the daughter. The daughter is against the son. The household becomes its own foe, and that's what we're living in now. And Jesus Christ is saying, come unto me, though heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yes, we're living in the last day. War is getting ready to break out. Famine is getting ready to strike the earth, which is already instructed. We see the famines coming. We see it coming. We see war coming. We see killing and murder coming. We see drive-by shooting coming. We see drug lords in the street. We see prostitutes in the street. We see lesbians in the street. We see uh, uh, homosexuals in the street. Why? Because Satan says, I'm going to what? Let me tell you what, he, what Satan said. I'm going to damn the whole human race. I'm going to eliminate everybody I can. But thank God 
Thank God he's not going to destroy everybody. Jesus Christ said, I come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. The devil comes to do what? Three things the devil comes to do. Kill, rob, and destroy. Look at it. Take a good look. Take a good look. And you see nothing but destruction is in the land. And people are trying to override it. People are trying to forget about it. People are trying to get into more activities and recreations and all kinds of games to play. But let me tell you, it's not going to stop the return of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for he is coming back in a moment of a twinkling of an eye. And I'm going to read out of Second Peter. Hallelujah. The Second Peter, third chapter. Third chapter, the third verse. The third verse. This is what's going to happen, and this is what is happening in the last day. And Peter said, this is exactly what God inspired me to write that's going to happen in the last days. We are definitely living in the last days. The last days has already been proven by the last church, the last church in Revelation. The last church in Revelation gives us exactly the condition of the church that it would be in. It would be what? A lukewarm church, a hypocritical church, a church where very few people that's in this crowd is saved, very few. But yet still, the Lord said, out of this church, I have a few in there, amen, that I'm going to pull out. And this is what uh, uh, Apostle Peter uh, this is the one that denied the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the one that out, was outspoken more than any other of the disciples. And he became an apostle. And he wrote this by the inspiration of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And listen to this. The third chapter of Second Peter says this. Knowing this, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, Scoffers, speaking of the times in which we now live, they scoff at the cross. Last days, people are scoffing at the cross. They're telling God Almighty. They're telling Jesus Christ. They're telling anybody, I don't want nothing to do with the cross of Christ. They are not in love with the cross of Christ. They are not in love with Jesus Christ for what he done for them. He died for the sin. But they say, I don't care whether he died or not. I don't want nothing to do with that. This is what Apostle Peter was saying. Knowing this, that shall come in the last days, not the first days, not the middle of the day, but the last days, scoffers, comedians, making fun of the birth, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, making fun of the cross, denying the cross, rejecting the cross, and say, walking after their own lusts. Walking after their own lusts. Lust is of the flesh. Lust is of the devil. Lust is damnable to your soul. Lust comes from Satan. Why? Because he works through the flesh. The flesh is what the devil works through to hinder you from coming to Christ 
by what? Repenting of your sins that you have done and confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised you from the dead. And now you don't hear too many people talking about, whoo, they're going to church and come out saying, I've been born again. You don't hear that too much. And the reason why, because people are not preaching the cross. Don't you know Jesus Christ died on the cross as a human being, and that human being, amen, was God Almighty in the flesh? God became human. He became real human. He had a blood system. He had veins and capillaries. He had a heart. He had lungs. He had livers. He had small and large intestines. He had kidneys. He had everything that a man had. And he became man that he could feel what sin is like because he never knew it before he became man. But when he became a man, he became sin. He wasn't sin. He never sinned. He was spotless. He never sinned. He never did nothing wrong. But he became a sin offering for who? For my sins, for your sins, for your lying and your backbiting and your unbelief, for your hormone. He became a sinner, and what Jesus Christ was not, he became what you are. What you say, preacher? I'm saying that he became a whoremonger. He became a liar. Why? Because he took all that on him, and he felt what it was to be a whoremonger. He felt what it was to be an adulterer. He felt all that. By him feeling all that, they whipped him. They slayed him. They they lied on him. They say he ain't the son of God. We don't want him because he's speaking against us. He don't want he don't want us to to, to live in sin. And I don't want to stop sinning. So the human race, the whole human race, killed Jesus. Killed him. You guilty? I'm guilty. The whole world is guilty. Nobody is without sin. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have done wrong. All have gone astray. All have did what they wanted to do. And Jesus Christ took all that, and they nailed him to the cross like a piece of meat. They hung him high. Oh, yes, they did. And they whipped him beyond what? Recognition. They couldn't even recognize that he was the son of God. They hung him outside of the gates of Jerusalem, and they left him up on the cross for six hours to die, to die for our crazy self. And I'm including myself. I used to be crazy. Why? Crazy because I refused to accept Christ. Until I accepted Jesus Christ in my life, I got my senses back. And people today are walking around crazy, lunatics. Why? Because they refused to come to Jesus and repent of their sins and ask the Lord Jesus Christ to let the blood of Jesus Christ be shed abroad in their heart that they can become a new creature. Knowing this, that in the last days, Scoffers shall come, walking after their own lust, and saying, this is what they're saying now, where is the promise of his coming? Where is it? Y'all talk about it. You you, you, you go around talking about he's coming back again. You you don't talk about it for 2,000 years. Preachers have been preaching it. Preachers have been warning and telling you, Day after day, year after year, hour after hour, centuries after centuries, millennium after millennium, Jesus Christ is coming back to the earth. But they said, where is the promise of his coming? This refers to the second coming, not the rapture. 
This refers to the second coming, not the rapture. The rapture and the second coming of Jesus Christ is two different phases. The first phase is the rapture. The second phase is the second coming. Well, how is he coming? Coming in power and in great glory. When he comes to when he comes unto first phase, which is a rapture of what? The church, the born-again believer, the ones that have been baptized with the Holy Ghost, the ones that's calling on the name of the Lord, the one that's been filled with the love of God, the one that has been baptized with the Holy Ghost, and now they're able to say, Abba, Father, they're recognizing that there's a new nature now. There's a new nature. There's a regeneration and a redemption plan that God brought through his son by him hanging on Calvary's cross. When he hung, he didn't hang for himself. He didn't hang to, to, to show a show. He didn't hang just to die for something. He hung so that some man, men and women, boys and girls, can be saved. Save what? Save your soul. Your soul is what Jesus Jesus Christ died for. He died that through his salvation and through his uh, uh, suffering and through his death and, and through his resurrection and through the, uh, uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, when he got up out the grave, he was well fixed because now salvation has come. Salvation is ready now. The only thing that you can do is repent. And repent of your sins and call on the name of the Lord because one day, one day, one day, uh, you're going to have to stop saying where is the promise because when he comes, I say, when he come, he's coming in power and great glory. When he come, the Bible says, he shall descend. Oh, yes, he will. He will descend from heaven with a shout. He shall come from glory. Yeah, from heaven. And when he come from glory, he's going to pick up the church, uh, the Holy Ghost church, uh, the church that Jesus purchased with his own blood, the one that he said, uh, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'm going to build it out of my blood. Yeah, I'm not going to build it out of lamb's blood. I'm not going to build it out of lamb's blood. I'm not going to build it out of cattle. I'm not going to build it out of bullock. I'm not going to build it out of goat's blood. I'm going not going to build it out of man's blood because man's blood is corrupt. The blood of man is corrupt. It's foul and it's stinking. The blood of man is wretched. The blood of man is damned to your soul because it don't have no power. And it takes the blood of Jesus Christ. Yes, spotless blood. Blood without blemish. Uh, blood that's got power to reach down into your soul and fill you with the Holy Ghost and that you can come up out of the liquid, liquid degradation of sin and tell the world, I've been born again. Uh, I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I've been washed in the blood, and now I can go on and do what God called me to do. This is what it says now. This is what it says. Saying, where's the promise? Back there in the early church age, they were saying Jesus Christ was looking for Jesus Christ in the early church age, in the church age of Ephesus, in the church age of Smyrna, and he didn't come in the middle, in the medieval time. They were saying that Jesus Christ was coming, but he still hasn't come yet. And in the modern age, 
from the modern age, from the 1900s until 2023. The world is saying, where is he? Where is he? He ain't came yet. He's been talking about this. And I hear people been been waiting up on top of mountains and waiting for this. No, that ain't the way he's coming. He's coming when no man knows the hour, no man knows the date when Christ is going to rapture the church. But the Bible says Jesus Christ gave us signs that different signs and different events will happen just before he comes, just before he comes. Things are going to happen. Things have been happening ever since 33 A.D., 34 A.D., but now we at the end time. And it says here, where is the promise? These are skeptics. These are non-believers. These are liars. These are whoremongers. These are all kinds of people who have no concept of what the second coming of Jesus Christ is all about. Jesus Christ is coming to do what? Judge the world. It's appointed once for men to die, and after death, the judgment. Judgment is coming. And the world don't want, listen to me now, the world do not want Jesus Christ to come back. Don't you come back here. No, you stay in heaven. Let me have my fun. Let me party. Let me drink. Let me do what I want to do. And by the way, I don't believe in no hell. I don't think you put me in hell. I don't think you let me die and go to hell uh, 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 because uh, uh, I'm made in your image. And I feel like, oh, oh, no, you're up. And to be in the image of God, you got to be born again. In the image of God, you got to be washed in his blood. In the image of God, you got to have the love of God. To be an image of God, you got to be sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ. And when the blood of Jesus Christ sanctifies your soul, then you become in an image of God according to your spirit. And we're already in the image of God according to our physical our physical shape. But we have to be sanctified from the inside, and that inside will work on the outside, and the outside will be what? Be able to lay, lay down that sinful nature and keep it under control. Come on now. And now you can walk in the image of God because if you're not walking in the love of God, if you don't love people, uh-oh, if you don't love people, you're not walking in the image of God. If you walk in the Spirit, then you ought to do the things what the Spirit tells you to do. If you don't have the gifts of the Spirit, which is found in Galatians 5, if you don't have that, let's see, let's see, let's see what the Spirit says in Galatians. Ooh, let, 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 let me see. Walking in the spirit, walking in the image of God. Here's when you're walking in the image of God. Amen. If you ain't walking in this, you ain't walking in the image of God. Because the image of God, amen, is different from the image of Satan. Satan got an image. Yes, he does. Satan got an image. And I'm going to show you what that image is. Amen. Amen. We're walking in the image of God. Let's go to Galatians, the fifth chapter. Amen. Galatians, the fifth chapter. We will read these words. Amen. 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 Amen again. Praise God. 
All right, here we go. In the image of God. Fifth chapter. Fifth chapter is the image of God. Amen. Here we go. Amen. Here we are. Praise God. Here we go. We got it in the fifth chapter. Amen. We walk in the spirit, then we should be able to have the image of God by walking in the spirit. When we walk in the spirit, we obey the spirit so we can walk and be walking in the image of God. To walk in the image of God, we have the fruit of the spirit. Here is a fruit of the spirit. This is what Christ Contained. This is what Christ contained. He contained. But the spirit, but the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such there is no law. You are walking in the spirit of the image of God because God is a spirit and he contains these fruit of the spirit through Jesus Christ. When you accept Jesus Christ, you can attain these attributes of long-suffering, meekness, faith, goodness, joy, and love. The Bible says this, if a man say he loved God, if he loved God, if he loved God and hate his brother, he is a liar and the truth is not in him. And what he's saying that, that if you say that you love God, you love God, you're in love with God, you, 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 you're walking in and praying every day, you, you're asking God to increase your strength. By the Holy Spirit. And if you say you love God and you turn around and you hate your brother right next to you, the Bible says, I didn't say it, the Bible says you're a liar. And they say if you're a liar, there's no truth in you and you don't know God. Because to know God, no love. No God's love. Not your love, but God's love. God's love passes all understanding. God's love go beyond your love. Your love is temporal, but God's love is eternal. And when you come to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you have a change of heart, a change of mind, a change of will, a change everything. And let me tell you, as you become a new baby in Christ, if you accept Jesus Christ, you grow in grace. You grow every day. You grow every year. You grow every 10 years. You keep on growing. Why? Because, number one, whoever's born of God cannot sin. That's right. Your soul is sinless. Your spirit 
It's sinless because you have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. You have been cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. You have been justified by the blood of the Lamb. You have been sanctified by the blood of the Lamb. So now you are a child of God, and when you become a child of God, he says, I will never leave you, neither will I forsake you. Lo, I am with you always, even till the end of the world. End of the world. And when I say the end of the world, that God go with you all the way. If you're a child of God, you will never see death. What I mean, you will never see spiritual death. There's two kinds of death, physical death and spiritual death. If you born, if you were born once, you're going to die twice. You're going to die physically and you're going to die spiritually. But if you're born twice, you're going to die once. How is that? If you've been born twice, you're going to die. You won't, If you've been born twice, which is the natural birth, and then the spiritual birth, you're going to die once. Because after death, after death, if you save after death, you can't be saved after death. So you got to get saved before death. You got to get saved before you die. If you die and don't receive Christ in your life, if you don't repent and be godly sorrow, you got to repent. I'm sorry for sinning, sinning against a holy God. And God is not going to change. He ain't going to become unholy. He's holy forever. He was holy before you were born. And when you in your grave, he still will be holy. He cannot tolerate sin. He cannot tolerate sin. He cannot join sin. He cannot shake hands with sin. He can't do that. Only thing God has given us is grace so that we can turn away from sin, so we can be saved, so we won't be sinners. Because if you ain't saved, you're a sinner. If you haven't been born again, you're a plain sinner. You can't work your salvation. You can't cry your salvation. You can't pay for your salvation. You have to have faith in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone in order for you to come to God. For God will never turn you away if you come to him in repentance, if you come to him in mercy, if you come to him in a humble and let the Lord know, Lord, I am sorry for what I've done and what I'm trying to do. I know it's wrong. Help me to turn from this aggravating spirit of this lustful spirit that dwells in me. Come into my life right now by the blood of Jesus Christ. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood that saved me. No man didn't save me. No doctrine can't save me. The only doctrine in the Bible that can uh, save you is the doctrine of the Godhead. What is the doctrine of the Godhead? God is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. The doctrine of the highest doctrine in the Bible is that Jesus Christ is God Almighty in the flesh. Jesus Christ is God Almighty in the flesh. Jesus Christ is God Almighty in the flesh. And what Christ done, it was God in Christ to reconcile the world unto himself. When Jesus Christ died, it was God himself. God didn't die, but his son died. He died a physical death. And by him dying a physical death, he was resurrected by his own power. And on the third day morning, and he had all power in heaven and earth in his hand. And when he was resurrected, he was 
resurrected in a glorified body, and a glorified body don't have no blood, it don't have no veins, it don't have no heart, it don't have nothing physical because it's a glorified body. And this glorified body is the only one that was ever done by Jesus Christ, for there is no other man on the planet that ever did this. There's no Buddha that did it. There's no Mohammed that did this. No other man was able to do what Jesus Christ did because Jesus Christ was a God in man. And by him being God in man, God was able to do something that no man could do. He raised himself from the dead. Jesus Christ raised himself from the dead. How do you know that, preacher? Jesus said, I got power to lay down my life, and I got power to pick it up again. I received this of my father. What he's saying, I received this of myself. My father, God Almighty, the omnipotent one. So what we we in the last days, scoffers, madmen. This is what they're saying. For since the fathers have fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For since the fathers have fell asleep, what fathers? Fathers, ever since the beginning of time, have fell asleep from Adam, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, from on down, me and David, all our fathers have fell asleep. Fell asleep. Since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. The two major things of the word of God are the atonements, atonement and end time events. If we have a proper understanding of the atonement, we will have a we will have a think a proper understanding of latter days. Jesus Christ was promised to the world four thousand years. Four thousand years from what? From the Genesis to Malachi. Four thousand years. God promised that he was going to send a Savior. And there was a gap between Malachi and Matthew. When Matthew came on the sun, he wrote out, there's a man in the wilderness that's going to come out the wilderness, and he's going to be a forerunner of the one that's coming. John the Baptist said, I, 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 the one that's coming after me is preferred before me. I will baptize you with the Holy Ghost. I will baptize you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. In other words, he's going to burn that dross out of you. That Holy Ghost could only be cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Because when Christ came back from the grave, he said, I got all power, all power in heaven and the earth in my hand. And this has been going on for almost 6,000 years. Our fathers have fell asleep, and things continue as they were. The atonement 
has already been taken care of. But they tell me Jesus Christ is coming back as he is to judge the world, and the world is saying this. Where is he? Where is he? The fifth chapter says, the fifth verse says in Peter, it says, for this they are willingly ignorant that by the word of God, the heavens of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. He said, they're ignorant. They don't understand. God is powerful. God got the world spinning around and around and around and around. For the last 6,000 years, the world has been spinning. It only stopped one time. It only stopped in the time of Joshua. It stopped in the time of Joshua when God stopped the world. And the sun didn't go down for a whole day. And Joshua was a type of Jesus. And Joshua was fighting a battle, and he knew that he couldn't win because he was fighting in a strange land, and he knew the sun was going down, and he knew if the sun go down, the battle wouldn't be won. And he prayed. He prayed that the world would stop. And the world stopped. And when it stopped, the sun didn't go down and the moon didn't go down for a whole day and Joshua won the battle. Don't tell me God started it up again. And ever since then, it's been moving. It's been moving 17.5 miles a second. In one second, you don't win 17 miles. Woo! One second, 17 miles a second. 1,000. You take one second? You mean one second? I moves 17.5 miles? How many miles do I move in 60 seconds? Woo, a thousand miles a minute. Spinning through universe. Spinning, the sun is coming up. The sun is going down. The moon comes up. The sun goes down. Who is holding that in place? Nobody but the all-eternal one. Nobody but God himself. Nobody but the one that what? Made the heaven and earth. And when he made it, he made it, and he got it under control. And yet the world has been spending for thousands of years. And guess what? It's been, th- it's been spending 78 years for me. Amen. 78 years I've been spinning around and didn't get dizzy. I wasn't thrown off the earth. Why? God got it in control. God got it in control. People don't know that they're moving every day. They're moving around in the universe. Don't you know that God is God all by himself, and you don't want to bow down to him? You don't want to honor him? You don't want to accept his son, Jesus Christ, as Lord, to the glory of God? You want to continue on in your sins and do all your dirty work? You want to tell God, I'm going to do it my way? You want to have your party, your fun, and do it your way? But yet still, God got a way, and he said the way of Destruction is the broad way. The way of life is a narrow way. He said, broad is the way that leadeth into destruction, and many go in thereat. For narrow is the way, and straight is the gate that leadeth to light, and very few will find it. There ain't going to be too many. Oh, yes, it won't. It won't be too many that will make it into glory, because the broad is the way. They are willingly ignorant of that. By the word of God, the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. Everything was created by the word of God, 
speaks of Genesis 1 and 2. It speaks of an original creation, rebellion, rebellion by Lucifer, which left the world in a convulsion state, convulsion state, and God had to recreate. Because when he said, in the beginning, God created heaven, everything appeared. Boom, right there, just like that. Sixth verse, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. Doesn't refer to Noah's flood, but rather to the flood in Genesis 1 and 2. This is when Lucifer led a revolt, rebellion. He led a revolt, rebellion, and came to earth with all his fallen angels. Every demon, that be, every angel that fell became wicked spirits, fallen devils, and Lucifer fell with them. Lucifer rebelled against God. He was telling God where to go. He was trying to tell God what he's going to do. He was trying to take one-third, take all the angels out of heaven, by giving them a a choice, follow me, and I'll make you become part of my plan. I plan to rule the world. I, I plan to be over everything. I plan to sit on God's throne. I plan to do that, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to go before the throne. And Lucifer came before God at the throne and told him, Time is up. I'm through with you. I'm gonna, I got something for you. I got something for you. You will never forget. And God Almighty, God Almighty didn't want to do this. He didn't want to dethrone Lucifer. But Lucifer was causing serious trouble. And God is not the God of confusion. God had to dethrone Lucifer from his throne and from being the director of the heavenly choir. The heavenly choir, singing, praising God, giving God the, the, the glory. They were singing and shouting. The wings were flipping and flapping. Yeah, they were praising God. And Lucifer thought by him being the chief cherubim, he could convince, convince the angels to rebel against the eternal one. And his plan failed, and God dethroned him from heaven. Where did he go? He went. After God had created Adam and Eve, he went straight to the Garden of Eden. And he lounged around in there. He Lo, loped around and he crept around and he looking and, 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 and see how he can get to Adam and Eve. And he knew if I can get them, if I can get them to reject obedience to the Almighty, I can take over the world. I can rule the world. And, and you know, what Corinthians says, 4-4, 2 Corinthians, 
the God of this world? Satan is the God of this world. He rules the world. He rules. Look, 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 look at what's going on. Look, look, look. This is rulership of Satan. Look at all the wars we had. Look at all the race riots we had. Look at all the killing and murdering and slaughter. Satan is ruling man. God is saying, I'm in charge. But Satan had to take his course. But what Satan did, he said, I got to get in there between Adam and me. And I got to get one of those. And I got to trick one of them. I got to uniquely go to one of them and see if I can get them to eat that fruit of knowledge of good and evil. And he said, now, look, I can't get to Adam because he's the head. And Adam knew. He knew what would happen. He knew what would happen if he go to Adam. I can't go to Adam. He's smart. I can't deceive him. He's smart. Adam was so smart that he sat down and named all the animals that you see today. Adam named them. Baboon, the monkey, the gorilla, chimpanzee, the lion, the tiger. He named them. Smart. Knowledge, just name them, just name them out. And so Lucifer said, I might can get to him by Eve. The Bible says the woman is the weaker vessel. That don't mean weak that she can't do nothing. She's the weaker vessel. In other words, that man is the stronger He's the stronger. He's the he's the one that if you see if Adam could have been deceived, then it would have been over. So Lucifer, that low down, dirty, rotten, cutthroat, lying, pitiful, got to Eve and say, "Hey, woman, God said that if you eat the tree of knowledge of good and evil, nothing ain't gonna happen. Nothing ain't gonna happen at all. You just." He's just trying to hold something back from you because he don't want you to become as God. Not God, as God, knowing good from evil. He, he, he's tricky now. He's, he, 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 the creator, he, he, he lies. He, he ain't telling you the truth. I, I'm going to give you the truth. I'm going to give you the truth. And the truth is that if you eat it, you become wise. You know things. That God don't want you to know. And Eve looked at the fruit. It looked good to eat. It make one wise. And it give you a give you a choice to choose. Hey Eve, go ahead and eat it. You ain't gonna die. And Eve ate the fruit. She ate the fruit, and it was good. But creation 
did not fall, listen to me, creation did not fall, and Satan could not get in to the human race to cause it to fall until Adam took fruit and he ate it. And when he ate that fruit, when he lips touched that fruit, a dark shadow came over him. And when that dark shadow came over Adam and Eve, their eyes were open. And they knew that they had done wrong. Because what they'd done was evil. They knew if they wanted to touch it, they would have kept their first estate. But they died. Do you know what I'm saying? They died. And they were cut off from God. By disobedience, they lost their heritage. They lost their blessing. They lost everything, but they didn't die physically. They died spiritually. They were cut off from God. They were cut off from God. And when they were cut off, Satan came in and took charge of God's creation. He took charge of man. And men became under his influence. Men were controlled by his influence. Men were uh, uh, thought of, men thought evil. Men thought low down. Men began to think vastly they were on their own, and the only thing they had to direct them was Lucifer. God stepped back. And I don't know, Lord, have mercy. Shook his head. Lord, what am I going to do now? But well, see, he already knew what he's going to do. And he showed us what he was going to do. He showed us how he's going to fix that step by step. Down, down through the hands of time. And he told the woman, he told Lucifer, he told the man, Satan, I'm going to set an imminent, I'm going to set an enemy between you, your seed, and the woman's seed. Satan, you are going to bruise his heel. And bruising the heel signify, ooh, wow, signify way down the road. This signifies crucifixion. Satan, you want to bruise my heel. You're going to put some nails in my feet. You're going to put nails in my hand. You're going to crucify me down the road, but I'm going to bruise your head. I'm going to put you in a place that I'm going to prepare for you, which is called Gehenna. Gehenna, 
the lake of fire. The lake of fire in Gehenna is two different places. There's a place in the bowels of earth called Tartus, the bottomless pit. There's a place called Paradise. And men at that time could not go to heaven when they die. And we know that Enoch was translated and he went into glory because, number one, Enoch walked with God and he believed God. And by him believing God, he was caught up and the Lord took him because that was telling you down the line. Y'all hear me? Down the line, there was going to be a catching up later on. Down the line, there's going to be a a, 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 a removal of, woo, you don't know what I'm saying. Enoch was a type of shadow of the rapture, the first rapture in the Bible, the very first rapture in the Bible, the seventh one from Adam. Walk with God. And he started walking with God at the age of 300 years old. And his life span was 365 days. And God, and when God took him, it was a dry run of the rapture of the church way down the line. Way down the line. We're not living in the endivinal world uh, of B.C. We're living in A.D. Now there's another rapture coming, but it would be the rapture of the church. And this rapture of the church is on the brink right now. The rapture now can happen any time this year, but most likely it will happen in the month of September. The rapture will probably happened in that month. I ain't going to tell you what day because I don't know. I ain't going to tell you what hour because I don't know. I ain't going to tell you no one. I'm not going to tell you to go on top of the mountain and, and sit up there and, and, and uh, no, I ain't doing that. But I'm telling you there is a insight of how close we are to the rapture. There's some things need to be done before the rapture. There's some things going to be done after the rapture. But Jesus Christ is not coming for a deadbeat, half regenerated, backstabbing, back hypocritical church. He's coming after a church without a spot or a wrinkle. And you say, Well, Lord, I got wrinkles in my yeah, I got some wrinkles somewhere and spots. And the only reason I got these spots in there because this old flesh has not been eradicated. It's old flesh. It's still flesh. You can't change the flesh. But the Holy Ghost, when it's in you, you can have victory over the flesh, over death, over the grave. And if I would say, Lord, can I come to heaven right now? The Lord would say, no, I can't let you in. But, Lord, why? 
The reason why is because the carnal man is sinful. The carnal man is blood. The carnal man is flesh. The carnal man is feeble. The carnal man is weak. The carnal man, it, 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 it can't be changed. It, 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 it'll be in the, uh, sin will be in your flesh till you die. But the thing it is, there's power in the blood of Jesus Christ to what? Live inside of you. Walk inside of you. And give you the power over sin, over death, and over the grave. I ain't worried about dying. I ain't worried about dying. I ain't worried about getting old. I'm not worried about getting sick. I'm not worried about nothing. Why? Because this old body is only temporarily. I'm not going to be in this body when the trumps of God sound. What, what did the Bible say? The Bible says when the trumps of God shall sound, the dead in Christ, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we that remain alive shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. The Antichrist is here. The mark of the beast is on the line. World War III is getting ready to be set up. Putin is getting ready to make an attack upon Jerusalem. The five nations that's going to make an attack upon Jerusalem, amen, he's getting ready because he wants Ukraine. He wants Ukraine to be the trailway to get to the northern part of Israel because Russia needs food. Russia needs oil. Russia needs water. Russia needs potash. What is that? That is fertilizer. And farmers use it to put on the garden. The Dead Sea is full of potash. Potash. It's a fertilizer. And it makes fruit grow big. Big grapes. Big. Oh, I mean, it's, it's out of sight. And God is telling us now, when you see these things come to pass, you know without a shadow of a doubt that the rapture of the church is soon to be removed. Well, what church is going? Some people say, my church is going to heaven. Others say, I don't know who's going to heaven, but I'm trying to get to heaven off of my mom and my daddy. Well, you ain't going to do it. Amen. We got all, we got over 6,000 different kinds of religions and occults. We got humanism. Don't believe in nothing. We got the occults. We got evolution. We got witchcraft. We got atheism, Buddhism, Taoism, Islam. We got circleism. We got Judaism. And Judaism really is the only religion that's found in the Old Testament that was illustrated by God himself through the Jewish nation. In the Old Testament, the Jews could only use lambs, turtle doves, and use red heifers and use goats for sacrifice. That was a type of shadow of better things to come, but there wasn't, it wasn't permanently. It was temporarily to point us to the Lamb of God. The Lamb of God had to have blood. And God is the only one 
could bring that blood forth through his son, Jesus Christ. Because when Christ was born, he was born with the blood of God in him. And Mary was the one that gave him the body. And when he gave him the body, God became human. (laughs) Just like you and I. But different. He was sinless. No sin. Nowhere. Pontius Pilate said, I find no fault in him. The thief on the cross said, remember me? Now, what in the Lord? Will you remember me? So he knew the Lord. He knew that was God Almighty in the flesh. And Jesus looked at him and said, from this day, you shall be with me in paradise. The man got saved on the cross without going to the water. He was not baptized, but by his faith, he trusted in God. And by him trusting in God, when Christ died, Christ met him in paradise. And paradise at that time was in the bowels of the earth, separated between the bottomless pit and hell. And when he saw the rich man in Lazarus, you remember that story? How that event? The Bible said the rich man died and lifted up his eyes in hell. And the poor man died, and God sent down an angels and raptured him up. And Lazarus died. The angel came and got him and took him to heaven, not because he was poor, not because he didn't have, but because he believed in God. He was saved. After the resurrection, After the resurrection, Jesus Christ went down into hell and what? He emptied the grave of of paradise, and now there's nobody in paradise. And since there's nobody in paradise, hell has enlarged herself because all those that were in there now is in the presence of God. To be present with the Lord is absent from the body. So when saint when a saint dies now, when a saint of God dies now, they go directly to paradise, which is in the presence of God Almighty. So what religion can we go to heaven by? Well, I can't find none right now. Uh, paganism, that's idolatry, agnosticism, Hinduism, spiritualism, Bayar. We got Christian scientists. We got deists. We got voodoo, Satanism, circleism, Mormonism. We got all kind of isms. But these are religions. These are demonic spirits that have drawn up different names of religion to what? Reach God. Reach. I'm reach. I'm a, I'm a Buddha. And a Buddha pulls itself and do yoga. Satanism. Offer babies to sacrifice. Mormonism 
don't believe that Jesus Christ is God's son. Voodoo, take chicken bones and chicken legs, sprinkle blood over it and put bones in, 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 in a bucket and shake them around. We got paganism. Judaism is trying to come back during uh, this, next, this year coming up, 2023. Judaism is trying to be brought back by the Jewish people by building the temple, building the temple. And I get this now. Building a temple. When is they building? They're building it now. They got they got everything in line to set up and try to bring back Judaism and offer sacrifices to God. And the Bible says in Hebrew, sacrifices and offers, I have no pleasure in them. I'm going to eliminate the first covenant, and I'm going to establish a new covenant. And the new covenant is not with animals. The new covenant is with Jesus Christ. God himself is the sacrifice once and for all. No other way can we get to heaven. we got to come by Jesus Christ. Taoism, there's nothing there. Islam, there's nothing there. There's no sacrifice there. Buddhism, nothing there. Atheism, there ain't nothing there. Witchcraft, that's, oh, my God. America and our women, some of our women today are turned into witches, witches, putting spells on people, doing all kind of voodoo. We got more witches today than we ever have. We don't see it on TV. People doing magic and jumping up and down and trying to ride a broom. All this is satanic. Occult. Human humanism. Trying to get to heaven on humanism. Trying to get to heaven on lust. And thinking in heaven there's a whole lot of lusting going on. Ain't none of that in heaven. No, ain't no flesh. Flesh and blood shall never enter the kingdom of God. And if you ain't saved, you in the flesh. You in the flesh. And if you die without being born again, rejuvenate your spirit and become a Christian and walk like Christ, talk like Christ. Now, wait a minute, Brother Bazaar, why do you do that? You only can do that by the power of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is God in the Spirit through Jesus Christ. By his sacrifice, he died for your sins. Now, he paid for your redemption. He paid for everything. The only thing you got to do is what? Repent. Come on. Confess. Confess your to who? To Jesus. The devil don't try to make salvation so complicated that people don't even want to get saved. Well, I'm not here to tell you tell you any other way but the Bible way. The Bible way except except the man repent, he shall likewise perish. Except he turn from his sins. 
and be sorry for his sins and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says if you do that, you shall be saved. You are letting Jesus come into your life. And you're telling Jesus, I believe everything you've done for me, and I'm sorry. I'm merciful sorry. I don't done lying, cheating, backbiting, whoremongering. I don't give you on drugs. I don't care what you have done. Christ can save your soul. He can give you a new life, give you a purpose of living. Millions of people don't have no purpose in their life. And the only one that can give you a purpose in life is what? Jesus Christ. What is your purpose? Your purpose is to serve God. That's your purpose. That's why you were born to serve God. That's why you were born to glorify God. That's why you were born to love God. God wanted somebody to love him because you won't believe this. Before God, there was nothing but God. And if there was nothing before God but God, then God was by himself. Before the angels created, God was there. And since God was by himself, God had an infinite mind, infinite mind, powerful mind, strong mind, everlasting. He had a power before the foundations of the world that it had all laid it out. I'm going to make me a world, and I'm going to inhabit it. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to make a man. I'm going to make a woman. And I want them to reproduce and bring forth babies and raise and train those babies into manhood, womanhood. I want them, I want the parents to teach them the word of God. I want them so that they can come to acknowledge me as Lord and Savior and say, I'll save that individual that's one in the kingdom. And he's been saving for a long time. He's been saving everywhere. I'm going, God said, I'm going to build me a kingdom. I'm going to build me a people and have me a holy people that I can live and live and live forever with them. And I got things in my closet. I somebody know. Woo! I got things in my closet that say the eyes have never seen, the ears have never heard, and they're ever entered into a man's heart for those things that I prepare for him that what? Love me. The devil ain't got nothing to offer you. Pretty women, huh? Handsome men, huh? Money, huh? Good looks, prestige, exalted above your measure. New house, ah, that's nothing. That's nothing. That's going to perish. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word my word abideth forever, and whoever abideth in me shall abide forever. The devil ain't got nothing but hell's fire. That's the only thing he can offer you. And God now, God now is standing at the gates of hell. 
And if it was possible, he's standing at the gates of hell, and he's telling you, don't come here. Don't come here. Don't fool around and lose your soul. Don't do that. Satan says, come on, man. You're going to miss all the fun. You're going to miss a lot of friends. You ain't going to be able to be, be, be able to do nothing but read your Bible and study and pray. You ain't, oh, come on, man. Let's go party. Let's go suck on some, some joints, man. Let, let's go down here on Fifth Street, man, and get a couple prostitutes, man. Let's go up here, man, and have a good time and come out, man. We'll be satisfied for no, no minute at all. It's done. It's done. Go down, hey man, go down there and get one of them women. You don't know, you don't know where that woman being. You don't, you, 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 you're crazy. You're crazy. You're losing your mind because when you get something these days, they tell me they're running out of medicine. You're running out of medicine. You ain't gonna have nothing to get you straightened out anyway. But the devil says, man, you don't want to go to heaven. And the only time people want to go to heaven is when they get a good look at hell and see what it's like. They'll get at the gates of hell. Then they'll say, oh, man, I want, I want to get saved. But let me tell you, if you die without Christ, you ain't coming back to life to get the chances. No, ain't no more chances. Ain't, in fact, there ain't up but one chance. And during the rapture, after the rapture of the church, you have an opportunity to get saved. But you don't have all the chances before the, before the rapture. So the, uh, the, the last call, the last call, for salvation will be the tribulation period. That's the last call. The church has been calling, at least some of the church has been calling, because a lot of churches now are asleep. They sleep. They're slobbering on themselves. They're walking around wondering what I'm going to do. They're worried about everything but their own soul. Aren't you concerned about your soul? Aren't you concerned about where you're going to where you're going to live forever when you die? Do you want to walk on the streets of gold or you want to walk on cold fire? Because there is a hell, sisters and brothers. That's a hell. And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie on God. I'm not going to lie on his word. I'm not going to uh, uh, put some sugar coating stuff on you so you can get up there and, and, and oh, he can preach. He can preach. Yeah, okay, that, that, that's all right. But I'm telling you, there's a hell to gain. There's a hell to shun. And there's a heaven to gain. And the Bible describes hell more than it describes heaven because in the 21st and the 22nd chapter of Revelation, John saw a new heaven and a new earth, and he saw New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. She was dressed up. And when I saw and walked inside the city and saw the outside of the city, I saw inside of the city, I saw streets made out of pure gold, gold, and transparent wall. I saw a stream in the middle of the city, and I saw 12 matters of fruit that we could eat. I saw people walking on the street. I saw, oh, my God, can I talk with you? I'm talking about. It will be worth it all. It will be worth it all if you give your heart to Jesus. It, I tell you, I guarantee you, you won't be sorry if you accept Jesus Christ. You won't be. I'm not. 
I'm not sorry that I accept Jesus Christ. I'm glad, on top of glad, on top of glad, on top of glad, I accepted Jesus Christ at nine years old. And Jesus Christ has kept me for 78 years. I've been preaching the gospel for 57 years. I've been preaching just like this for 57 years hard. I've been laying the hammer down. I've been trying to tell people God is merciful. God is kind. God is long-suffering. God is everlasting. God got something for those that love him, and they will blow your mind. Ooh, don't you realize that when you get to heaven, if you want to go, you're going to have to go by Calvary's cross, not, down, not necessarily go to church. Get Jesus Christ and then go to church. A lot of people right now are getting saved outside of the church. Ain't never heard anything about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they hear it the first time, and they accept Jesus Christ. And there's people in the church been listening, hearing, shouting, uh, speaking in tongues, doing all kinds of things, don't even know Christ. Don't know Christ. Don't have no love. Don't have no mercy. They're always thinking about themselves. They're criticizing. They haven't programmed. That that ain't going to do nothing for you. you got to come on down just like everybody else do because God ain't got no pets. He ain't got no pets. I don't want God to be petting me. Uh, you you good boy. No, I, I don't. I, I want him to say well done. Well done, not good. What? And faithful servant. Did I help somebody? Did I encourage somebody? Did I strengthen somebody through God's word? Because I can't strengthen you. It's the word of God that strengthens you. It's the spirit of God that strengthens you. It's your obedience that's strengthening you. Woo! And the world is saying, we don't need Jesus down here. Satan is saying the demons are crying out, please don't come. Please don't come. Please don't come down here. But the Lord said, I'm going to meet you. I'm going to meet you at what? At the end of the tribulation. World, I'm coming. I'm going to meet you at the battle of Armageddon. And don't you know the Euphrates River now is drying up, preparing for the kings of the east to come across the great Euphrates? And the Bible says in the 16th chapter of Revelation and the 9th chapter of Revelation, there's going to be hordes of demons set loose, four angels underneath the uh, underneath the Euphrates River going to be set loose and the kings of the east are going to be gathered at a place called Megiddo, which is Armageddon and they tell me it's going to be a battle when Christ comes back from heaven. He's not coming back from the downtown market. He's not coming down on, from Fifth Avenue. He's coming back from heaven. He's going to leave his throne. And he ain't coming back by himself. He's coming back with the church. Hallelujah. Coming back with the church, the born-again baptized believers that have been sanctified, set apart from sin, death, hell, and the grave. And they're going to ride on white horses. They're going to ride on white horses in the 19th chapter of the 11th verse of Revelation. He says, when he come from heaven, the heaven are going to open up like a stroll. And when he come back, he's coming back in power and great glory. He said he's going to be dressed up. Woo, you talking about a tuxedo. His eyes would be flamed like fire. His hair on his head is white like wool. He's going to have a golden girdle wrapped around him. He's going to have a white horse, a charger, and he's going to have the saints of God follow him. From where? Heaven! Because the church will not, cannot, 
and it's not permissible for them to go through the tribulation period because the tribulation period is not for the church. You all hear me? The tribulation is for the Jewish people. It's gleaning time now. The Jewish people are going to come on the scene during the period of the first part of the tribulation period, and they are going to preach the gospel of the kingdom as sure as I'm born. And if it don't happen, I can eat every word in the Bible. I eat it from Genesis to Revelation. Eat it. I'll eat it if it don't happen. And if you want to get serious, if it don't happen, hang me. If it don't happen, shoot me. Because God's word is true. It's going to happen. And when he comes down, he's going to land. I can tell you exactly what he's going to land at. He's going to land on the top of the Mount of Olives. The top of Mount of Olives. And he's going to stand at the end of the tribulation. He's going to stand on the top of the Mount of Olives. Glory be to God. And he's going to hold up his hands like this. He's going to hold up his hand and say, and the Jewish nation, the Jewish nation, the remnant of Israel that have went through different kinds of holocausts, been slain, been boiled and all, been cooked, been denied, been thrown away and left for the dungs of the earth. And God said, don't touch my people. You touch my people, you touch the apple of mine eye. He's going to hold up his hand. And the remnant of Israel are going to ask him. They are going to ask him. And they're going to say, where did you get your wounds? The wounds what? The wounds in your hand. Where did you get the wounds in your feet? Where did you get your wounds from your side? Where did you get them? And the Lord God Almighty, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, is going to roar out of Zion and say, from the household of my friends. And Abraham was a friend of God. And Abraham begot Isaac and Isaac begot Jacob and Jacob begot the 12th tribe of Israel. And the 12th tribe of Israel is the 144,000 that will be in the time of the tribulation period. In the seventh chapter of Revelation, they tell me there was four angels standing over the four corners of the earth. And they was holding back the winds and the storms and the diseases. And they was holding back meteorites until somebody said, don't do nothing yet until I seal 144,000. 144,000 will be the ones that will preach the gospel in the last, in the first part of the tribulation period. I hope y'all can get this. They're going to preach the gospel in the latter part of the tribulation period. And the tribulation period will last for seven years. The first three and one half years will be a false peace and a false hope that a, 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 a covenant will be signed. And then after the seventh, after the sixth chapter, they tell me an angel, four angels standing on what? The four corners of the earth and holding four winds 
calamities getting ready to come, but they're holding back the wind. They, they're holding back catastrophe. They say, don't do nothing yet. No, no, don't do a thing. They say, I'm going to hold back the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. The winds of judgment, the winds of judgment strive to turn loose, but they are held in obedience by the omnipotent God, the almighty God. And then he said, I saw another angel standing from the east, having the seal of the living God, good God almighty. And he cared with a loud voice. He cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom was given to hurt the earth and the sea. And saying, this is what he's saying now. He's saying, hurt not the earth, neither the things in the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. Good God Almighty. Listen to what I'm saying. He said, and I heard the number of them which were sealed. Yeah, and there was sealed 144,000. Yeah, and it's not the Baptist, it's not the Presbyterian, it's not the Roman Catholic, it's not, no, it's not the Jehovah Witness, it's not the Mormon, it's not the Seventh-day Adventist. No, no, listen to what it says. It says in the Word of God, it says, and of the tribe of Judah were sealed 12,000, of the tribe of Reuben, was sealed 12,000, of the tribe of Gad, 12,000, of the tribe of Asher, 12,000, of the tribe of Nephilim, 12,000, of the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000, of the tribe of Simeon, 12,000, of the tribe of Levi, 12,000, of the tribe of Issachar, 12,000, of the tribe of Zebulun, was sealed 12,000, of the tribe of Joseph, was 12,000, of the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000 times 12, 144,000. These gospel ministers, these gospel evangelists are the 12 tribe of Israel. Since the church is gone, it no longer has its mission. Its mission is already almost over. And soon as the church is removed from the planet Earth, God says, I got 144,000 Jews that's going to close the ministry of the gospel of the kingdom, and they're going to preach for three and one-half years. They're going to preach for 1,260 days. They're going to preach for times and times and dividing times. Yeah! Yeah, yeah. And to tell me, you don't have to worry about communication because to tell me, good God almighty, TikTok mm-hmm, is going to visualize it. Every, every, Twitter is going to visualize it. YouTube is going to be on the rise. Good God almighty. Yeah, they're going to tell the world mm-hmm, that Jesus Christ mm-hmm, is the son of God and that he's coming back to set up a millennial kingdom. Yes, he is. They're going to preach so hard. They're going to preach for three and one half years. They're going to preach January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. They're going to do that three times and a half, 1,260 days. They're going to do it until the Gentiles hear it. They're going to do it until the Jews that are left here are going to hear it. It's going to be so powerful. 
the devil is going to go insane. Because after they got through preaching the gospel of the kingdom and the Jews convinced the world that Jesus really, actually, genuinely coming back, somebody said, what happened after the Jews got through preaching the gospel? And my Bible tells me, I'm talking about my Bible, my Bible, the book of books, my Bible 66 books in the Bible, my Bible that was written by written by holy men, they were moved by the Holy Ghost, my Bible that I read mm, continually, my Bible that has nothing but truth in it, my Bible, I'm talking about what about your Bible, is your Bible got anything in it like that? Yeah, and it says, after this I beheld, lo, a great multitude, the multitude are those that hear the gospel after the rapture of the church. And he says, which no man could number of all nations, black people, white people, Chinese, Japanese, you name it. Mm-hmm. And God said, I'll claim it. You name it. Mm-hmm. Black folks, white folks, Chinese folks. Uh, yes, indeed, all nations and kindred and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb. Wait a minute. Before the Lamb, what? And he said, clothes. Wait a minute. Clothed with white robes and palms in their hand and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and into the Lamb. And all the angels stood around and about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts fell before the throne on their faces and worship God, saying, Amen, blessed and glory and thanksgiving and honor and power and might unto our God forever and ever. Yes. And one of the elders answered, saying, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And which did they claim? And I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These, these, these are they, these are they that came out of great tribulation and have washed, good God Almighty, washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night and in his temple. My friends, I want to tell you something. You you better get ready. Because when the church gets through preaching the gospel, and I thank God for this, there's a few men still preaching the unadulterated word of God. They ain't playing around. They ain't playing no hanky-panky. They ain't compromising with nobody. They telling you just like it is. They telling you, hey, it's holiness or hell. If you ain't holy, by the blood of Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ, you can't be holy on your own. You can't stop doing stuff and stop doing that and be holy. You got to be holy through the blood of Jesus Christ because that's the only thing, that's the only blood that God has to what cleanse your heart, cleanse your soul, cleanse your mind. That's the only blood that has power, the power to get down in that soul, huh? 
and what and move that furniture out of that old dirty furniture you got. Amen. You need some new furniture in your life. You been you 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 been you you been in that stuff too long. You've been in line and cheating and backbiting. You need to you you need to sit on the couch. You need to, you need to sit on the couch of joy. You you've been laying on the couch in pleasure. You need Jesus Christ in your life because when He changed you, and there is a change coming. There is a change coming, and this change is what this change is found. I hope y'all can get with me now. This this year, this year's change is coming in First Corinthians. Let's see what it says. First Corinthians fifteen fifty two. Here we go. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, and how say some? Among you, that that there is no resurrection of the dead. But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then Christ not risen. If there's no resurrection of the dead, Christ has not risen. And that 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 if Christ is not risen, I'm ooh, I'm a miserable man. But we know Christ is risen. And if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is vain. I'm worthless. I'm worth. If I'm not preaching Christ resurrected from the dead, if He did resurrect, I'm I'm I'm, I'm preaching a vain gospel. It ain't worth for me to spend my time if Christ didn't come back from the dead. I wouldn't spend another minute. I couldn't spend another minute if I knew Christ and say that Christ didn't raise from the dead by the power of God. Then I preach you his vain, and your faith is also vain. Yeah. And we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. And if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. It's worthless. It ain't worth two cents. And yet, in your sin, you still in your sin, if Christ didn't raise from the dead and you haven't accepted him, then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. Those that died, Abraham, Jacob, all of them, they are, they are done for if Christ didn't come back from the grave. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all men most miserable. That which is coming in the resurrection is so far ahead of that which presently is that there is no comparison. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by Adam came death, by man also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all died, every last one of the human beings today died. Even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ, the first fruit, afterwards they are of Christ at his coming. 
Then comes the end. When he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and all power, he, for he, Jesus, must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. When he has put all things under his feet, but when he said all things are under put under him, it is manifested that he except which did put all things under him. And when all things shall be subdued, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him who put all things under him, that God may be all in all. The resurrection body. But some will say, some will say, 1 Corinthians 15, 35. And we're going to lead over here to 1552. 1 Corinthians 15, 51 through 52. It says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep but shall be all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. The last trump, for the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed to a glorified body. For this corruptible, this sin nature, must be put on incorruption. And this mortal must be put on immortality. Never die again. So when the corruptible shall have put on incorruption and the mortal have put on immortality, then shall it be brought to pass the saying that is written, death, hey, death, is squatted up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave. Where is the victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory over through our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't see no other name in the Bible that can top this name Jesus Christ. No, I can't find nobody. I can't even find. I can't find nobody. But Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, all through the Bible, in every book, he covers the whole thing. He's the centerfold of the Bible. Therefore, my beloved brother, be ye what? Be ye steadfast, unremovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, such as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Jesus Christ is coming back, my friends. War is stirring up in Russia and Ukraine. Euphrates River is drying up. The armies of the world is getting ready for Armageddon, the last battle that will be fought until the end of the millennium reign. The millennium reign is not far away because 
Our society is crumbling. Our homes almost genocide. Our young people are eating up sin and rebellion and foul mouth and disobedient to parents. Oh, my God. My God. Let me close with this. This is what kind of generation we're living in, in the book of Second Timothy, third chapter. It says this. Second Timothy three and one. Three and one. Listen, what what kind of world are you living in now? Amen. Three and one says this. It said this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetousness boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontentment, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God having the form of godliness, but denying the power of from such turn away. We are in the last day, perilous time or here. Everything that Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy is here. We got disobedient children. We got unthankful, unholy. We got without natural affection. There's no love of God. It's scarce these days. The love of God is scarce in the church. It's scarce. People don't love because they don't love God. If you love God, you're going to love the fellow man. You're going to, whoo, you're going to enhance him to know Jesus Christ. You're going to try to help him. You're going to encourage him. But you don't find that in the house of God too much anymore. Everybody's out for themselves, but I'll tell you one day, God says, don't try to separate the wheat from the tares. He said, all the separation will happen when I come. When I'm coming, I'm coming to separate the wheat from the tares. I'm going to put the goats on the left hand. I'm going to put the sheep on the right hand. And I'm going to tell those that's on the left hand, they're going to tell me, Lord, didn't we cast out devils? Didn't we do wonderful works? Didn't we heal the sick? Didn't we do all kinds of marvelous works in your name? And Jesus is going to look at them and say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I don't even know you. Where did you come from? Yeah, you had a form of godliness, but you didn't have no power. You could sing, but you didn't have no power. You can speak in tongues, but you didn't have no power. One thing about it, I can see through you. I can see underneath you. And I don't see nothing but agony. I don't see nothing but hypocrisy. I don't see nothing but hypocrite. I don't see nothing but sinners on top of sinners. You went in my name, but you didn't know me in the pardon of your sin. And then he's going to look on the right hand. And he said, they're going to say, Lord, where did we give you water? Where did, you, what did we do? He said, when I was hungry, you gave me food. When I was thirsty, you gave me food. 
you did according to my will. Come on in into my Father's kingdom, and there you're going to dwell forever. And the only time you can get into the kingdom is you got to go on the other side of the tribulation period and stand at the judgment of the nations, because at the judgment of the nation, all the nations that's left after the rapture, after the end of the tribulation, all the nations that were left alive on the earth will be judged. And you call that the judgment of the nations. God's going to judge all the nations of the world. And those that had a form of godless, but they had no power, would be cast into the lake of fire. And the devil would be put into the bottomless pit. And he will be there for 1,000 years. And God is going to deal with the Holy Spirit for 1,000 years during the 1,000-year millennium reign. And he's going to rule with a rod of iron. Tough love is going to come on the planet. And the devil will be bound. So the only sin that man will really have to deal with is the sin of unbelief. And by dealing with the sin of unbelief, they tell me men will be able to live again for 300, 400, 500, 600, 700, 800, 9 to 1,000 years, and they're going to replenish the earth. And Jesus Christ is going to rule from where? Jerusalem is the city of the king. Jerusalem. God is going to rule through his son, Jesus Christ. And the animals will come be tamed, and the lions will come back in the relationship with mankind, and man will beat the plowshares into pruning hooks and learn war no more. And men will be born in their natural birth, will have an opportunity to see Jesus, walk with Jesus, talk with Jesus, see the nail prints in his hand, see everything to witness that this is the Christ. And you, you, would you believe it? That after Satan is let loose again, Satan could convince these people that was not saved, that was not saved, they are going to come around Jerusalem and try to burn it down, and God's going to cause fire to come out of heaven and burn every last one of them up. It's called the battle Of God and God. This is Elder Bazaar. This is Elder Bazaar. Love you out there. Love y'all guys. Love you. I love you so much. I, I wish I could do everything I can to convince you that you do need a Savior. You do need Jesus Christ. And God loves you so much. I hope you can understand what I'm talking about. And this understanding is, number one, I know you can understand. If you're a sinner tonight, if you don't know who Jesus Christ is, you can accept him right now over this phone. If you don't go to church, I ain't going to say you need to go to church, but I'm going to say you need Christ now. You don't have to go to church to get saved. You can get saved right now. Confess with your mouth. You confess everything else. Believe with your heart 
that God loves you. He loves you. He don't want to see you die and go to hell. Every time a, a sinner dies, it hurts God. It hurts him. But after you die, God says, I can't pout over you no more. I can't, I can't talk to you no more. I can't woo you in no more. Why? Because ain't no salvation after death. But he's wooing you right now. He's speaking to your spirit. He's telling you, I don't understand all what Brother Bazaar said, but I can understand this. Jesus Christ loves me, and he, he's coming back again to get a church, and he's going to take the church out of here like a twinkling of an eye. And you don't have time to think about it. You better come to him now. Only thing you got to do is say, Lord, I am a sinner. Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. Lord, I repent of my sins. I'm turning from my sins. And Lord, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I confess with my mouth and I believe with my spirit, my heart, that you died and rose again from the grave by the power of God Almighty. Come into my life right now. Please come into my I don't want to go to bed tonight. I might not wake up in the morning. Life is not guaranteed to me. I could die tomorrow. I could die right now. And if I die without Christ, you're going to hell because your sins are still there. Your your lying, your backbiting, your loose living, your your drinking, your your drugs is still there. That stuff is a mess. That stuff will send you straight to hell in a minute. And if you just come to Christ and tell him, Lord, I'm sorry, save my soul, he'll do it. He'll do it in Jesus' name. Because when Christ came to this earth, he didn't come here to play pinochle. He didn't come here to pat, pat a cake. He didn't come here just to run around and, 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 and heal folks. He come here to die for your sins. Hell is hot. Don't go. In Jesus' name I pray. I'm going to say good evening, church. Good afternoon. I'll see you Sunday afternoon at 5 o'clock. I'll be on and I'll be preaching the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Pray for me that I continue on and that you may gather something from the Word of God before it's everlasting too late. I pray right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Just now. Just now. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus just now. He will save you. He will save you. He will save you just now. Just now. He will save you. He will save you just now. Only trust him. Only trust him. Only trust him. Just now. Just now. Only trust him. Only trust him. Just now. This is Elder Bazaar.